crossroads seem to come and go. Yeah, yeah. The gypsy flies from coast to coast, knowing men and loving none, bearing sorrow, having fun. But back home. Always run to sweet Melissa. Freight train, each car looks the same. All the same, and no one knows the gypsy's name. No one hears lonely sighs. There are no blankets where he lies. And all his deepest dreams of gypsies flies with sweet Melissa. Shining through his hair, appearing not to have a care. We'll pick up your gear and gypsy roll on, roll on. Crossroads, will you ever let them go? Lord, Lord, will you hide?
been such a fool I've got to stand by and tell you, baby All for loving you I drown myself in sorrow As I look at what you've done But nothing seems to change The bad times stay the same I can't run Sometimes I feel Sometimes I feel
singing in tribute to greg allman um huge the allman brothers huge influence on me um i have my dad to thank for playing me a whole bunch of allman brothers on long road trips and my my mom and dad i know she was a fan too um and uh, greg's voice just man what a what an engine to that band you know what a uh you know the soulful soulful root you know i mean all those guys were such incredible players and they they spent so much time honing their craft together and uh the you know the long jams um you know they they i feel like the long jams could have come from anybody and then greg's voice kind of gave them and uh you know the the a, a defining soul of their own i mean there's just so much to like about the allman brothers band you got Dwayne on the on the slide and, and lead you know back in the very beginning and uh and his brother greg uh who i understand from what i've read didn't didn't even really know what his place in the band was going to be and then they uh they stumbled onto that that organ sound and he kind of figured out how to play some blues tunes and and the rest was history so uh so rest in peace greg um and uh if there is uh some sort of uh heaven experience maybe greg and Dwayne are, are jamming again so that that that'd be cool um yeah so this is uh whoops sorry (laughs) i had another microphone set up to record some of the guitar to hopefully get some some decent sounds out of here uh live at you sunday may i want to say 28th yeah that's right sunday may 28th quick little live at you just wanted to um tip the hat to greg allman and um kind of reflect on uh, my reaction finding out that that he had passed away yesterday um it was funny I, 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 the headline came up on my phone, you know, wall street journal had some sort of notification that popped up on my phone and, and I glanced at it and I was like, ah, oh, shit, man, Greg Allen passed away. That sucks. And, um, f- out of, you know, in comparison to some of the others, you know, celebrity, uh, and, and musical deaths that have happened in, in especially last year and, and at the start of this year, um, and, and, uh, I should note Chris Cornell the other day, um, you know, just last week, Chris Cornell, um, uh, this one kind of hit me differently, I think, because there was so much surface area of experience with listening to the Allman brothers and, and, uh, you know, I, cause I, I first heard them listening on long road trips with my parents and, and around the house. Uh, well, the long road trips thing was like, you know, you've got enough time to listen to the whole 20 minute jam, you know, of whipping post or, um, uh, memory of Elizabeth Reed and, and some of these really, really great long epic tunes, you know, when you're going on a long road trip driving from, uh, you know, from, uh, Maryland to long Island, for instance, to go visit grandma, 
you know, dad would put on those long jams because he finally had a chance to listen to them from start to finish without feeling like he was, uh, you know, not getting interrupted or anything. So we listened to a lot of the Fillmore show and, and eat a peach. And, uh, I know the, the, the band, you know, my mom and dad were fans and then I was a fan. And then when I was coming up and playing in bands in high school and, and me and my buddy would, would stumble onto Allman Brothers recordings and, you know, try to learn from some of their dual guitar attack with Dickie Betts and Dwayne teaming up. And, you know, so it's just like that. All, and then, and then Allman Brothers later on, you know, after Dwayne had passed, they kept the tradition going with Greg and, and, uh, an assortment of musicians, most notably Warren Haynes and, uh, and eventually Derek Trucks came in there once Dickie Betts, um, moved on and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's just the, the Almond Brothers experience kept unfolding in new ways for me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I looked at this notification on my phone. And I was like, ah, shit, Greg Almond passed away. That sucks. And I kind of had this feeling in my stomach. You know, it was more than just an intellectual reaction. I had a little bit of a physiological reaction to it, too. And the thought that I had was, man, you know, I've been I've been a little critical and a little um, maybe um, righteous about other people's reactions to celebrities passing and musicians passing. And, you know, you see this outpouring of support on Facebook and stuff. And and most recently with Chris Cornell, I was like, oh man, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that were fans. And I was being a little bit judgy thinking like, is this really the right forum to express your, you know, your sadness? And, and did you really know the guy? Like, you know, like, is it, is it a little bit, um, is a little bit like, uh, um, virtue signaling of us to lament these, these artistic losses. And then, and then Greg Allman came around and, and, and the news of his passing came through and, and I felt it and I, I felt, you know, really the immediate need to tweet something out about like, man, I'm, you know, um, you know, all the stuff I've already said, you know, thanks to dad for turning me on, on long road trips. Uh, and, uh, um, so then, uh, and then the immediate thought after that was, okay, well maybe I should be less judgy about other people expressing their, their thoughts and their sentiments about when, when other celebrities or artists or actors die. And it's like, Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong about that. And I don't, I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit tired of seeing the world through this, you know, slightly cynical lens where, I, I'm, I'm not really trusting much. Um, I, and this was a good reminder that everybody's going to react to things in their own way and everybody's experience is, is unique to them and to not be terribly judgmental about, um, about how they're handling their experiences. Um, to a point, obviously, you know, there's going to be some some shenanigans that we need to call out. Uh, but when it comes to this sort of stuff, uh, celebrate the life and, um, you know, keep it moving. So I hope that was a decent little tribute at the, at the start. I, I was kind of, you know, speaking of seeing things through a little bit of a cynical lens. I was like, man, you know, should I even, should I play some, some Almond Brothers stuff? Uh, would that be, uh, you know, would that be making it about me? And then I was like, you know what, fuck that. Like, you know, make it about the music. You know, that's what, that's what, that's what Greg did. Um, that's what the Allman Brothers band did. So, um, you know, just trying to make it, make it about the music and come from the right place. And I hope it's a place of respect and love and, and, uh, 
and and the power of music to help us feel better. So, yep, just a couple quick uh, quick tunes there, uh, and. Uh, I, I guess I should say something a little bit about the uh, Manchester Arena uh, terrorist, supposed quote-unquote terrorist attack. Um, you know, that lone suicide bomber guy, um, uh, you know, blew blew himself up and blew a bunch of people up outside the entrance to the uh, Ariana Grande concert in London. And it's the latest in a spat of what's becoming all too commonplace, um, uh, needless death and destruction, um, supposedly in the name of a cause that I really have a hard time wrapping my head around. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's really not much to say other than we have to keep on keeping on. And, and I feel horrible for the grief surrounding that situation. Um, and I wish that stuff would stop happening. And I hope that my voice can be a voice of patience and peace and reason and love and light and all those kind of things um, and fighting the good fight for, uh, for a happier future for our children. Oh, that was the, the, the fucking really, really brutal thing about this was that the demographic for that kind of concert skews young you know, young girls going to that concert. So I don't know if that was part of the statement that this guy was trying to make. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I continually have to remind myself to build my life and my experiences one, one foot in front of the other, you know, from, from a loving center within me uh, that celebrates life in all its forms, um, outward, so that way I'm not getting too caught up with the, the sadness of where there is dysfunction in the world and, and destruction. Um, I feel like I, uh, um, I encapsulated a lot of that for myself in that song, Praying With My Eyes Open, after the uh, um, Emmanuel um, Church in South Carolina shootings. Uh, there's kind of a different sort of hate, but uh, it all kind of comes from the same same sort of twisted place. So I got a lot of my feelings out writing that song, and I kind of look back on that, and I say, okay, well, praying with my eyes open and kind of going about our day-to-day, and I don't want to be scared of the world, but I do want to be um, aware and kind of keep my head on a swivel to keep myself and the people I love safe. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so feelings go out to the, the Manchester folks and that's, uh, that's kind of all I'll say about that for now. Um, hmm. um, the Chris Cornell thing sucks that he took, took his own life. Um, I haven't read too much, but just sort of headlines and, and talking with some of my buddies about it, man, what a voice that guy have, uh, ha- had, um, and he used it and people latched onto it and, um, were inspired by it and rocked out to it for sure. Um, that audio slave album that he put out was pretty damn awesome. Temple of the God, the, the dog stuff was awesome. And then of course, audio slave stuff, um, kind of mind boggling to think that he went, you know, mid tour right after a show, um, 
and, and went and took his own life. But, um, kind of speaks to the darkness that, that, that some folks live in, even when everything looks cool. Um, you gotta be careful about that, that power of the darkness. Um, who knows? I mean, I can't put him, put myself in his shoes or in his head. I don't know what was going on in his head. Um, but it seems like, uh, whatever kind of living hell he was living through, he decided that the alternative was better. Um, and, uh, I wish he didn't do it. I wish he had found a way through. Um, hearing stuff like this makes me realize that I'm kind of thoughtful and deliberate and, and I oftentimes try to make sure that my head is, is lined up right when it comes to this music pursuit, because the highs can be high and the lows can be low. If, if I want to get on that ride, um, um, it can be a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, I think I, uh, maybe identified in myself some tendencies to have those high highs and low lows. And, um, I, I do my best to not, not level it out necessarily. Cause I, I, I like the, the breadth of experience and, I think that both experiences are, are valuable and we learn a lot from both kinds of experiences. And I think if you try to live on the high, high for too long, it's, it's going to catch up with you. So, mm, you know, part of, part of this podcast and part of my musical pursuit is all about trying to be honest and, and genuinely in the moment and with myself and, and keeping things in perspective and knowing that, you know, as long as we, we do the work and, and keep ourselves in good shape and, uh, mentally and, and otherwise, you know, we can, we can keep, keep fighting the fight, you know, keep, keep hustling for it. And there's always something good around the corner. Um, if you're willing to, to work for it and, uh, put in the work when you're feeling low, I find that, um, for me, stretching, reading, Paying attention to other people and other people's needs are, are all really good ways to help me break out of a funk. You know, um, cleaning up my own environment, making sure my room is clean or my desk is tidy or, you know, do put on that load of laundry, um, do the dishes. You know, if I'm feeling really glum, really down in the dumps, uh, I'll try to, you know, fix up my own little space and, and make sure. I think interacting with your environment helps you feel empowered. Um, you know, or, or maybe you read something so that you can get into somebody else's mind for a while and, and take a break from your own mind. Um, I think this is all sorts of stuff that you can get through meditation too. If you concentrate on your breaths and remember that, you know, um, you're just, you're just breathing and your heart is pumping and you know, the rest can kind of, you can kind of let the rest fall away and, and do the best you can. So, uh, if anybody out there is struggling with anything, I, I, I urge you, implore you to go, uh, talk to, talk to people you love, um, tr- try the things that you know are going to help you break out of your funk and just, ex- you know, a little bit of acceptance goes a long way too, that there are going to be low lows and, and not to try to fight them necessarily, or not to try to self-medicate back into a, a high, high, 
because that could uh, that could get you into trouble. Um, you know, I found myself in in ruts where I thought I was, you know, keeping it on the on the level, but really I, I was probably ignoring things that were bringing me down, and instead of facing them and trying to come work through them in a productive way. So, um, all that to say that. Um, you know, I, I think there is a lot of wisdom in optimism and a lot of wisdom in realizing that we as humans evolutionarily have been designed to exaggerate the effects of the the negative stuff, the scary stuff, right? You know, if you imagine you're, you're a, a hunter-gatherer human way back in the day and you heard some rustling in the bushes um, within earshot, you would you would be on high alert to make sure that you know there's not a predator coming to make you his dinner. So I think we are designed, or or we have evolved with this survival instinct to exaggerate the the risks. And when you uh, kind of slow down and think about it, you can identify lots of places where things are working pretty well. You know. Um, Luckily for me, I've been fairly incident-free while driving, and it crosses my mind that, you know, I've passed hundreds of thousands of other drivers on the road, and for the most part, everybody tries to, to, to keep it in order, keep it in line, and it works. And, you know, for all the unfortunate incidents where there's some needless destruction and death, and war and violence and and hate crime and these things that are that are plagues to society that we do need to address we have to remember that there are a lot of you know lovely afternoons at the park or you know people going out to restaurants and enjoying yummy food and drink and good company and celebrating the good things in life i think sometimes i i have a lyric in one of my songs where i say i guess i tend to underestimate the good and uh, humans, I think, are, are, are not all that equipped to deal with um, putting, putting things in perspective and scale. Um, because, I mean, it is, tra- is soul-crushingly tragic when there's one needless death. Um, so our, it's, it's really easy to focus on that, but, um, try to remember that there's, there's a lot of good out there still too. And if you, if you're faced in a situation where you could react out of anger or fear, um, and instead take that moment to catch your breath and remind yourself that you can be better, um, and react out of love and patience, um, you know, if we can all do that collectively, we could really we could really lead to a, a really nice situation here with our time here on earth. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, just kind of needed to dwell in that, in that vibe there for a moment. Um, I'll try to get back to some, um, some happier stuff next time. But, uh, in the, in the meantime, I do have an exciting update that, uh, I've got a contract waiting for me to sign from a local publisher a guy that um, wants to do some collaboration and wants to try to get some of my songs out there for, for commercial use. And I'm very excited about it. And I've got a phone call lined up with a music industry, uh, music industry prof- professional. 
wow, I don't know why I tripped over that so hard. Music industry professional. I think he's a lawyer and he's going to help me review the contract, make sure I'm, I'm not doing uh, something drastically stupid for myself, um, giving away too many rights or things. You know, this is a, it's a business negotiation. I've got to decide how much I'm willing to give up to um, tap into this guy's market and expertise and let him try to sell these songs and, and put them to use. Um, the conventional wisdom from what I've read is that 50% of something is better than all of nothing. So, you know, you need to come with a, a sense of compromise, but I do want to go through the due diligence and have it reviewed by professionals that will hopefully be honest with me and let me know if anything looks completely out of whack, out of line with what uh, would be a standard for the industry. Because, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. In this business, you you hear stories of people that give away their publishing and and only make a fraction of what maybe they could have or should have earned on their songs. So uh, wish me luck, and I'll keep you posted. And it's um, a really good step in the right direction, I think, and I'm going to learn a lot through the experience. I am not counting any uh, chickens before they hatch. These things tend to take a long time to unfold. So it may be a while um, before any sort of quote, quote, success in terms of getting a check for one of my tunes. But uh, I'm very, very optimistic and want to put in the good work and do my due diligence, spend a little money uh, where, where I need to, to loop in the correct experts and uh, lean on the village, you know, um, and I hope this guy and I uh, can get through these formalities so that we can get into the studio and try to put some put, put some of our best work out there that is going to be attractive to folks that want to use songs for film and television and commercials and video games and I don't know, whatever else. So um, wish me luck and... Um, I feel good that that's sort of a positive, productive, um, incremental progress note to wrap up on. And everybody be good. Um, Rest in peace, Greg and Chris and all those other great artists. And I'm going to go back to hanging out with my family now. And uh, trying to live the dream and live peacefully one day at a time. All right, peace. Hello. Oh, Emma wanted to say hello. Emma, sign off for us. Say, say, see you later. See you. Easy. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile.